So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What is going on, everybody? The Raw after WrestleMania. This is the uh, the last stop. Actually, the last stop, I believe, is SmackDown of like the WrestleMania aftermath type of feel. So this is the Legion of Raw. This is Dr. Chris Featherstone. That is Vince Russo with the guns to pay the funds, ladies and gentlemen. World heavyweight champion, helium flex, uh, arms, biceps of those here of his. And we are here for yet another show, having a lot of fun like we do always. Vince Russo, how are you, you, my man? What is going on, Doctor? How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. So before we get into the show, man, I want to start off with something very positive, Vince. I want to start off with something very positive, all right? I watched WrestleMania. I know you didn't watch WrestleMania. I'm sure you did some knew some highlights and things like that. I will say that I think that this WrestleMania surprisingly far exceeded my expectations. And I think that it was one of the best WrestleManias probably in the past 15 years. Wow. Okay. That's saying a lot. Yeah. I was very impressed. Um, overall, good. A very solid uh, WrestleMania. I liked it a lot. Um, there was some, you know, dull spots, but. Overall, pretty pretty solid show. So I was very impressed. Yeah. Was very, very nice. Very nice. And the start of the Raw was like, okay, something new, something different. Uh, made sense that, you know, Lesnar was in there somehow. It, it made sense how, how they mapped the end out. I'm glad how they weaved it through the night. Uh, so that I was glad about that. And I called a Brock turn from almost the beginning. I said, you know what? I think that Brock Lesnar is going to turn on Cody Rhodes and that's going to uh, make a match for them down the line, which another positive thing I actually like. I think that that's a really, really good idea because I called it from weeks ago. And you remember this, Vince. I said it is too early for Cody Rhodes to win the title. It still feels skeletal. It doesn't have any meat on it for Cody Rhodes just to win the Royal Rumble. And then two months later, win the title after a nearly thousand, you know, uh, a day reign of Roman Reigns smashing everybody. And then Cody comes in two months later without a really good storyline, without a lot of meat on it, and it wins. I'm not, I wasn't a fan of that. And I'm glad, it, I'm glad that uh, Triple H and company made the decision for Cody to lose. And I think that was a really good call. And Brock Lesnar turning on Cody actually is a really good thing because it gets, um, steam to Cody as a babyface. I'm not a big fan, you know. I'm not a big fan on of Cody, but I think that this does a really good job overall 
with getting necessary steam on Cody to be a top babyface. So that's the positive I have to say about this weekend. Vince, what do you have to say before we get into the second by second? First thing I got to say is, bro, uh, Triple H has to take like one of those uh, power sanders to his forehead. Uh, he's got to do something with all those lines in his forehead, bro. Like, seriously, bro. I don't know if there's a surgery for that. I don't know if you could uh, shoot Botox into that. What, bro, whatever you got to do. It's all it those. Is, it uh, is. Not, nothing like the that. Game no, no. He's got to do something with all those lines. Uh, Come on, bro, first of all, a couple of things with this opening uh, segment. Let's talk about a couple of things. I mean, oh, my God, bro. Like, uh, bro, I, th- there was so much fan ass kissing throughout this show it it just to me it gets to the point of being freaking it makes me nauseous you you know bro a team wins the championship and they got the big celebration on the field they host up the trophy and you will hear them like one time thank the fan base (laughs) they'll put the fan base over one time every team does it every sport this was a three hour let's just put our Head straight up the tookus of every fan sitting in the crowd. Bro, enough with I am so sick of this. Okay. What, what, what was that word again? Tookus. Here's another thing, bro. I'm trying to figure out. So you mean to tell me, bro, it took the WWE 40 years to thank the staff and the crew and the people backstage? Yes, it, including you, Stu. Thank you guys 40 years. 40 years when when nobody was ever acknowledged, bro. Yeah. It, it was always Vince McMahon. Vince was controlling the lighting. Vince was directing the show. Vince <laughs> put up the ring, bro. Vince was shooting the pre-tapes. Vince was working catering. It took you 40 years, bro, yeah. to freaking acknowledge your staff and crew. And you're going to go out there and put it over like for 40 years, you put nobody over. Here's another thing, Chris. And I talk about this all the time. Here's the difference between the Attitude Era then and now. When Cody Rhodes says he wants a rematch tonight, bro, during the Attitude Era, you could bet your tuchus it was happening tonight. Mm. You could bet your tuchus it was happening tonight because if it wasn't happening tonight, we would not, we would not have said that. Because how many times have I said that, bro? They're, they're teasing a rematch, and then you're going to totally screw the crowd with a tag team match. Yeah. Okay, yeah. which I, I don't understand that. No doubt in my mind, this is Attitude Era. They are having the rematch. Um, but, yeah, bro, this this opening segment, bro, like, oh, my God, it just it just went on so long, bro, with all these entrances and – Heyman's got to talk to the tribal chief, and it it just went on way, way, way too long. You know, bro, th- there's a difference, man. Like, I'm the kind of guy, Chris, I don't know how you are, but I am the kind of guy, move it along, move it along. We got to move it along. We got to move it along. We got to move it along. These guys are always stretching, 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 stretching. And I think that's a big difference in the shows. If you're trying to move it along, go from one thing to the next, and you're stretching it out. Bro, I could tell you, my son was here. My middle son, he's, uh, God, VJ's about, I think he's about 32 years old. 
And he actually watched that first segment. Bro, he don't watch any wrestling or anything, but I had to watch it. And I swear to God, bro, here's a guy, a non-fan sitting there. And I can't tell you how many times he said, all right, go on already. And then he made this statement. He said, bro, if anybody cared about that, by the time it was over, nobody cared. Because, again, to him, to a regular television viewer, we could have told that story in half the time. And, bro, that's where a lot of people, it's always the three hours, Chris, is too long, too long, too long. And I'm with you. The three hours is too long. But, bro, the three hours feels like six hours when they drag everything out to the maximum, bro. Yeah. And move this thing, man. Move it along. Move it along, bro. Yeah, I I think that uh, when it I, I like the Roman Cody. Well, I wasn't a big fan of the the rematch thing. Uh, when he said that, I was like, no. Like, well, when he said that, I said that makes no sense. Like, like why would I give you a rematch? Like, you won the Royal Rumble, I beat you. No, <laughs> I don't. Right, I don't need. Right. You know, you need to earn your way up to a rematch. I'm not just going to grant you rematch just because you asked. I did think about that. When Brock came out, I was like, I, I, I like something different, Vince. That's the, that's the thing. We see the same stuff all the time. I agree. I'm like, okay, this is I, something different. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, at least, at least we're getting yeah. that much. So I, yeah. I did look that. I did look at that. So, but Chris, here's what we were looking at, bro. Because I felt the same thing. Uh, uh, Brock one thousand percent tipped his hand in that opening segment. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. here, here's what I mean about t- tipping the hand. And me and Chris. We've seen enough wrestling shows where you know it. Mm-hmm. Bro, he went over to Cody about three times yeah. and, and grabbed his arm and lifted it up. Like I and I'm like, he's turning on him, bro. Yeah, like super baby face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, bro. And and I but I gotta tell you this, bro. Let, let's talk about this for a couple of things, Chris. You gotta be very careful because if I know it, Chris, and you know it, Chris, and Cody doesn't know it, Chris, then Cody looks like an idiot. Yeah, he looks like an idiot. He looks like an idiot. Here's number two, bro. I hear everything you said, bro, about liking this turn and everything else, but I think this is a little risky because you got to remember, bro, there's a lot of people out there that like Brock. So now, now you've got Cody and, you know, bro, I've said all along the suits and the power and the money and talking above everybody. Well, now you just turn somebody on him that a lot of the fans cheer for. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit of a gamble, bro. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. What I did like was the fact I, I I do think that the beating up went too long. I, I think that was a little long in the tooth. Uh, I, I think he really needed to just get a the the F five a couple times. By that time, the the fans were already booing him, and it dragged. I, I think it was like eh, okay, well, now we get it, you know. But I do get why they do did that. They were really trying to say, okay, look. Let's not make let's make sure this time that we're getting heat because the first time, remember, he did it on Lashley. And you know, he, he was just a simple F5 and pulling theory over. Seemingly that was supposed to be a heel turn too, but the fans were like, oh, Brock is back. You get that return pop. And so the fans were like, okay, cool. And they were like, okay, it kind of backfired because now he's a baby face because people the fans were cheering. I think they really wanted to drive it in like he's the heel. So he did get a lot of heat there. And I will say this, Vince, 
I think that it's a good thing for how they did it for the without the dragging on so much because Brock can go away and that's fine because now it it it, it makes Cody come from behind. That's a true baby. He comes from behind and then he can be inserted into probably a six man match uh with Roman and the the bloodline against him probably KO and Sammy. He'll probably beat Roman or somehow win and that can be enough stock to say enough to say okay I want my rematch and I can see him winning in Saudi uh at the king of the queen of the ring that gives Reigns the summer off because he was supposed to take some time off and then we can get Brock and Cody for SummerSlam because last SummerSlam Brock lost against Roman so he couldn't go against Roman again for the title so it makes sense to see Cody versus Brock at SummerSlam and Brock go away. Brock comes back after Cody beats Roman. And now he said, okay, well, Roman doesn't have the title anymore. And now I want the title back. So Cody is the one that I'm going to go against. And so that sets up Cody versus Brock at SummerSlam. Marquee enough, you know what I mean, yeah. but to have Cody come from behind and play the baby. So I think it has potential to there uh, yeah. personally. Yeah. Uh, we got Hannibal with the $5 super chat. <laughs> you have to also realize that there are really are no formidable heels except Roman and Judgment Day. So the turn needed to happen. Too many baby faces. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. I, I think that I think that Brock Lesnar did a really good job playing the baby um at WrestleMania against Omos. And 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 it's and it's psych from a psychological standpoint, it's smart. Uh, I'll get to your super chat, awesome sauce. Um, uh, psychologically, it's smart because he's really currying the the fans, the you know the adulation of the fans, just to do this. So that's even makes them have more heat because he plays such a a good baby, you know, at, at WrestleMania. So I, I see Brock, man, uh, you know. He's he's smart, man. He's just a really smart businessman. And if you you can tell, man, if he wants to work with you, like he'll give his all to you. And Brock Lesnar is one of the most underrated sellers. He's a fantastic seller and he's really smart, man. So I, I appreciate that in Brock Lesnar. So I think that this can be very advantageous for building up Cody. Uh, because at the end of the day, just this normal run of the mill come out every single week, cut a promo like that. What that would get old really quick, man. And so getting this heat from Brock is actually a good idea for me. Uh, let's see. Awesome sauce. $2 super chat. <clears throat> Y'all see Vince looking like thirties doorman at the hall of fame. Um, <laughs> is that is there is he talking about Vince McMahon? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, the, with the dyed hair and the mustache. What's what's going on? What's going on here, bro? What what, what are we doing? What, did you see uh doing? did you see the um interview with uh, Ari Emanuel? No. From uh, CNBC? No. So yeah, so you know, of course you know that um the this morning was the official announcement of the the merge. Um uh, <clears throat> WWE being bought by Endeavor. So it was really, really interesting of Ari Emanuel, the owner of Endeavor, which owns UFC, right? <clears throat> so basically, which makes sense because he, he's doing the same thing with Dana White. So he basically 
is do is giving carte blanche to Vince McMahon just like he's did he does with Dana White. So he basically is sitting behind the scenes, you know, owning both companies, giving carte blanche to Dana White, like he like Don, Dana is in UFC now, giving carte blanche to Vince McMahon over WWE endeavors. So basically, Vince McMahon said that um, he's going to still have a creative say so, you know, from a bigger standpoint, but like in the weeds, he's like, you know, you know, you know, I like to go to the weeds, you know, but uh, I don't have time to do that right now. You right. Know? <laughs> so so that's so that's what he says. So it's about 16 minutes. So I think you should watch it, man. Uh, it's interesting information to know as far as what that merge looks like. So it looks like. Vince, Ru- as Vince Russo looks like Vince McMahon is back on top, man, and carte blanche and, and back back at the saddle all the way, man. So nine point three billion dollar is that what it was? Nine point three billion. Yeah. Wow. He wow. asked for nine, and people were like, "What?" You know, what I mean, like Disney and other big companies were selling like four and five. You know, what I mean, so there's no way that. WWE we valued at nine. So Ari Emanuel, uh, he he pulled them and um they basically uh landed on nine point three, man. So it was actually he actually valued uh more than the asking price for that's WWE. Nuts. That's crazy. So, I mean, and to Ari's credit, he you know, he's tripled, you know, the UFC revenue. You know, what I mean, so he's doing a fantastic job when it comes to marketing and promotions and things like that. Uh, UFC's killing it, man. So, um, you know, that people are talking about like, okay, so this the does this end the the monthly pay per view, the direct to consumer? Um, their deal with Peacock is until twenty twenty six, I believe. So we've got like three more years before that. So that that's not even a a thing for the next yeah. year. So, uh, let's see here. What else we got? Super chats, baby. Uh we got Andrew Cool back in the saddle. Man, I hope we get finally get Edge and Brock feud. What do you, what do you think about that, Vince? Would you I be interested know. in the Edge versus Brock Lesnar feud? I just think um I don't know, bro. It's you know, time is kind of passing these things by, you know what I mean, man? I just yeah. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah, like take like Taker and Sting. Yep. Time, yep. time passed, Taker and Sting. I stopped one, you know, Sting's my all-time favorite. I wanted to I stopped wanted to see Taker and Sting probably 15 years ago. I mean, like when he first came back around 31, about around 30, like uh the Survivor series before 31, people were like, Come on, let's do Taker and Sting. I'm like, no, I don't want to I don't want to do Taker and Sting. It's it's yeah. a little it's a little too late now. Uh we got Ty Sellers five dollar super chat. <laughs> Um, uh, by the way, uh, 65 to 55, UConn is winning with about three and a half minutes left for those who uh, want to know the updated score on the men's basketball tournament. Uh, looks like UConn is going to pull it off. Uh, I was, I was rooting for the underdog. This is the first period for San Diego state, uh, but it doesn't look like they're going to win. All right. Drink song challenge, fresh Prince of Bel Air, any video game song that's not Mario, Donkey Kong, or Sonic 76ers theme song. Okay. We got a three song challenge, Vince. So Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Are you familiar with uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I am, but I'm I don't think I know the song. Ah, uh, okay. Um 
It was Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground as well. I spent most of my days chilling out, maxing and relaxing, no cool. And I was shooting some b-ball outside of the school where a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. They got a one little fight. My mom got scared. So you but what you out to your local bell at? I whistled for a cab and went to came near the license plates are fresh and the dice in the mirror. Blah, blah, blah. All right, there we go. There's the first press. All right, so uh any video game song that's not Mario, Donkey Kong, or Sonic the Hedgehog. What do you got? So we can't do pum 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 pum. That's that's Mario. What do you got? I I I'm not a big gamer, man. Um what was uh oh Mike Tyson's punch out? What uh was it uh bum there you go. Uh, I have no idea what this. I have no idea what this is. Zero. How about the Harlem Globetrotters? Wow, I don't remember that. Sweet Georgia Brown, right. Sweet Georgia Brown. There you go. Nice. Yes. All right. Uh, we got Scott Smith, $5. Dr. Chris, I like the Dom versus Ray match the most. What did you think about that? What do you think of that match? Um, I liked it. Uh, it was a good story uh, with that match. Um, made sense for Bad Bunny to be involved. Uh, that's another match I called. I saw. I bet you they do Judgment Day versus Bad Bunny and Rey Mysterio on Backlash. This is in Puerto Rico, and as we saw uh, on Raw, that looks like that's what they're going to do, which makes sense. I mean, he's going to. He's you know he's Bad Bunny. He's you know huge. And he's hosting, you know, Backlash. He's in Puerto Rico, so it, it makes total sense. So Ray getting the uh, the win actually was a bit surprising by me, but um, him being in the Hall of Fame, it made sense. <laughs> like <laughs> like him being in the headlining the Hall of Fame and then losing <laughs> at WrestleMania would, would, would not make sense to me, especially since he said that he wants to retire at 50, and so that's about another year and a half from now. So. You know, I, I think that made sense overall. We got Sports Kingdom, $2. Do you think Styles deserves another opportunity at Roman? I think that ship is sailed. You think so? Yeah. What's the, what's next for AJ Styles when he comes back? Retirement. You think retirement? God, bro, AJ's up there, man. I mean. About 45 now. Uh, 46. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. 46. I think it's born in 77. I think it's the same age as uh Cena. Yeah. Uh yeah. They're all be they all they both either turn 46 this year uh or already 46 but depending on I don't I don't remember their birthdays but they're 46 this year both of them I believe. Bobby Lassie was born in 76 I believe. So I think he turns 47 this year. Don't look don't look a day past 35. Man. <clears throat> uh let's see what we got. <laughs> I like that. I was funny. Black Scorpion should have sang uh, the uh, <laughs> theme song. I like about another another super chat theme song, and uh, 
I'll bring the black scorpion out. I'll, I'll call him. I don't know if he's going to show up, but I'll uh, I'll call him and uh, and we'll we'll do we'll sing another theme song. All right, so we're at we're almost uh, defeating Elias Vince. Um, they're trying to get some reps on Omos to eventually make him lose against someone else. Essentially, is what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. The yeah, come on, man. We 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 all we all know where the almost experiment is going. It's going where every big man experiment has ever gone. That's true, man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Uh, we okay. Before we get to that, Vince Russo. I know that you're big on Elias, man. Um, interestingly enough, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Elias is a, uh, as a triple H guy and for some odd reason, Elias is being totally, totally underbooked and just looking like an idiot, man. And under the triple H booking regime, why do you think that Elias is being so misused? Is it because he has, I know that you mentioned like he, you've talked to him before and he has, he has a lot of ideas and stuff like yeah. that. And WWE is not a big fan of that. Is that the reason why you think? I, I don't, I don't know what else it could be, bro. I don't know else. Let me ask you this, Chris, because I know, I don't know if this has changed or not. I know Elias used to get a lot of heat with the wrestling marks because he's not their kind of wrestler. Mm -hmm. Does he still get that type of heat? Uh, as far as the marks, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't because really I mean, know. that that's the only other thing I could think of since they're definitely catering. Like, I swear to God, like, again, I'm going back to my son who never watches this. He's watching this and he's like, where, where are the women in this crowd? Like, I mean, really like, where are the kids in this crowd? I mean, it was, it was all the, well, I mean, that's, that's raw after WrestleMania crowd though. Yeah. It, it, it's usually, I mean, raw, I mean, you've, you've, you've seen it, man. It's, it's usually just a hodgepodge of, you know, of people from who, who the residue of people yeah. from WrestleMania from different countries and cities and States and stuff like that. So yeah. as far as reactions are concerned, I think you can cash out on the reaction, but you can't really bank on a certain reaction either because it's a very marquee circus-like crowd when it comes to the Raw after WrestleMania crowd. You can cash in on that, like the Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler cash in. That was fantastic. And any other, you know, uh, return or debut or something like that. But as far as as far as a storyline perspective, you can't really bank on that. I, I do think that um, the, the L.A. crowd tonight was exceptionally tired it was like it felt super flat tonight but granted they had to do nxt uh um what saturday morning uh well let's go back smackdown friday night hall of fame after that friday night nxt saturday morning mania Saturday night and then Mania Sunday night and then Raw on Monday night. So don't get it. Don't get it. Never will tired, get it. Bro. I don't bro. He, he, like in he, LA he, uh, San Diego or something. Is the closest I ever came to that, bro. I believe it was 1977. 
uh, and Kiss played three straight nights at the Garden, mm -hmm. and I went the first night and the third night. That's the closest I'll ever get to yeah. any sick madness like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just think that people spend the money for the whole weekend. I don't so. get it, bro. I, yeah, I, I was just telling my wife, you know, I'm a big Giants fan. And I said, I'd like to really go, uh, you know, to Sam Fran, you know, this season, mm -hmm. bro, I'll go to, I'll go to the Saturday and Sunday day games. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. uh, I'm, you know, I, I don't, bro, I, I don't get it. I just, I don't get the whole thing. Like, what, what, like, do you just not get enough of this? Like, I don't. I don't get it, bro. It's it's the experience. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people get caught up in the WrestleMania experience, and I can't understand that because, like I said, uh, when I – I mean, I get paid to do it. So, I mean, when I cover WrestleMania, I covered uh, 33, 34, and 35. I was about to cover, cover 36, but you were super supportive with me during that time. Well, 36, I was flying – I was about to fly to Tampa, but I, it was canceled because of COVID. And then – <laughs> I was about to fly to Tampa for 37. Uh, and then the day before I was supposed to fly to Tampa, I got COVID. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Vince Russo who would text me and and and, and keep up and just really check on me throughout that whole week. Of I'm a friend, friend, yes. bro, yes, friend, indeed. friend for life. Unless you do me wrong, bro. Yes, indeed, man. You you really you really showed your friendship. Uh, That's that right. Week. Love Doctor Chris, yes. bro. Love me some Doctor Chris, even yeah. with the man bun, bro. Even with the man bun, I love me some Doctor Chris. <laughs> oh my god battery ram man <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah baby um so so the experience is fun um but i mean i i i get paid to do it. there's no way in the world that i would spend that money to do that i mean like think think about events <clears throat> someone is essentially spent uh going to smackdown for two hours in the in the hall of fame for two three hours after that so that's a that's a five hour friday nxt is about you know all, all together three hours or so and then mania's four and so that's seven hours on saturday Chris, i told you i had to go out there for the san jose wrestlemania to do uh to work this convention right mm -hmm. and part of my deal was i had to go with the group to some viewing someplace of the Hall of Fame gimmick. Now, bro, that was the one and only time I saw the... Bro, I, I was looking for a window to jump out of. Yeah. When, when Larry Zabisco was going on the third hour of his speech, I, I literally, bro, like, I don't know how... I just, I don't know how they do this. Yeah. I don't know, bro. Yeah, me either. First of all, Vince, shout out to the SK Nation. We have over 300 people here with this live. Wow, that's tremendous. Let me give them a round of applause. Yeah. yeah. You know what, bro? That, um, hold on, bro. That literally, that literally uh, leaves me uh, speechless and mumbling and bumbling over my words. Hold on, Chris. Special Iron Man matches ever had that's ever been. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that, that deserves a <laughs> man bun battering round. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We got uh, Rapunzel is the best. Two dollars. Thoughts of Edge versus the Demon and Mania. What do you think, man? Bro, let me ask you a question. Um, I didn't see it, obviously. Let me ask you a question, <laughs> Chris. 
Chris, why isn't Finn Balor been on TV? Uh, he was on. He was on uh, Raw. I think he was, wasn't he? He has not been on. Oh, for well, him and Edge wasn't on the last one. It was just a bunch of. Vignettes. Yeah, why has he yeah. not been on? I mean, do we? Is it? I mean, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing that's been reported of the reason why he hasn't. He's just. Yeah. He just hasn't. Uh, man, I don't know if you know, but there was a shoot. Uh, like straight up potato shot, man. Like uh. Uh, edge uh, through i mean it wasn't on purpose but Edge threw the ladder toward finn and he had probably about a six inch gash on on his head like he he started gushing blood and the medical experts they did a camera just close up to edge so they can take it off of the fact that uh finn was getting some medical treatment he had to get some numbing. He had to get a numbing shot. Yeah, I read about and, that. And, and stay in Staples during yeah. the match, man. Yeah. You would think as the demon character that would immediately that would automatically heal. Yeah, it just yeah, just like well, the Animania with Wolverine. Just yes, just exactly. Very disappointing. Very yeah, disappointing. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, man. That's yes. he should have used his demon superpowers and yes. just you know just heal it right up, man. Yes. So that was it. Was that injured spot? And then of course you know about the the Shane uh deal you know like father the, like son bro man tours quad man how about bro that? i i gotta tell you something bro and i've been saying this for years i love shane mcmahon to death bro you know i am very high on pride being the best jew that's shane that's yeah. shane to a t because his whole life he's had to prove himself to his dad, which he was never going to live up to his dad's expectations, no matter what he did. Bro, he could have put on a cape and flied through Metropolitan, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have been enough for Vince. But I've always said this about uh, Shane. Bro, he's getting up there in age. Shane's yeah. in his 50s now. Yeah, he's born in 1970, I believe. Yeah, so. but Shane, in his mind, thinks he's in his 20s. Yeah. And he wants to go out there and do all this stuff. He doesn't understand, bro. Your body is not going to go along with it. He yeah. just, he doesn't, bro. That's the thing about like being a McMahon. It's like they don't want to accept that, bro. You cannot turn back the clock. You can't do it, bro. As much as you want to go out there and do it, you can't. Your body is not keeping up with what you want to do. Chris, I swear to God, when I went to visit my son in Atlanta, Chris, I went bowling for the first time in like the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Bro, I think I bowled a 72. All right. So like, yes, like, yes, thank you. I can't even throw a bowling ball down the middle of a lane. And this gutter, gutter, guy's gutter. jumping around, jumping around. Come on, bro. You can't. But you know what? I guarantee you that this this may have been the one that he finally learned from. Yeah, I think so, too, man. I, yeah. You know, he's almost, you know, 53 years old this year. Yeah. I think at this point he's like, oh, okay. Well, that that was it right there. Tearing my quad, just throwing a leapfrog at this point. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's for me anymore. And you know, I imagine you know quad injuries is gonna he's gonna be out for a while. So yeah, and I love it. Bless his heart. Bless yeah, his heart yeah. that he wants to go out there and do it, man. I I, I love the guy, but it it bro, when you get older, it ain't happening, man. And here's my thing, man. I, I'm a I'm a Shane guy, man. You know, I've told you this before too. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Shane McMahon. I, I don't I'm, I'm not a big fan of his heel runs as of late. I think it's kind of cheesy, but I, I love the um, uh, cool son of a really aristocratic 
you know, pompous dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you like it's it's like the the rich kid who's like really cool and like buy your lunch. You know what I mean? That, that's that's the type of feel that Shane McMahon has, and that's what I like. You know what I mean? And so that's why I like Shane McMahon. But at the same time, it's like, man, dude, <laughs> dude, you didn't need to do those acrobatic spots at 52, 53 years old just to have a hiccup of a spot to beat the Miz. It, it was a non, non-important spot. And yeah. you try to do that. Eh, you know what I mean? I know that he came out. It's been a while since he's been back in the WWE. He was like, here we go. You know, death defying, you know, shame know. Man. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Yes. Kudos to, to Snoop Dogg for, for calling the audible, man. He, uh, straight yeah, good up, for him. Yeah, man. He straight up called the audible, decked Miz a couple times, did the people's elbow. And, uh, yeah, that's good. So kudos to Snoop for that. All right. We got Matt Lee, $10 super chat, bro. The man who wrote WrestleMania 14 and 15, the buildups. The Angles, HBK, Austin, Tyson, Rock, 1997 to 1999 took WWE from going bankrupt to the number one show on cable, the company to this day rise the genius of Mr. Russo. Special Iron Man matches ever had that's ever been. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have, we have. Uh, I know we have another super chat, man. Uh, this this show is the most uh, um, uh, lucrative show of sports kita for sure. Uh, yes, that's why Derek says that's why Phoenix removed the man. Fun battering ram, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. And he's like, oh, are you? No, no. Yeah. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. We got, uh, it was awesome sauce. And then, okay, here we go. 550 awesome sauce. Boys, I think only one group can stop the bloodline. The Spanish announcing from TNA. Russo tell Amazing Red to get his do-rag. It's bro. going down. Those guys still keep in touch with me, bro. Amazing Red was awesome, man. Yeah, those are the Spanish announced team. Those were the greatest guys in the world. Still who keep else, in touch with me, who man. Who else was a part of uh, the Spanish? Uh, bro, the brothers, the two brothers. Oh, God, don't, 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 put, don't put me on the spot. Yeah, those two brothers. Huh? <laughs> yeah, those two brothers. Those two the Spanish announced team brothers, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Come on, bro. Come on. Spanish announced team was on uh, TNA. Our, the two our brothers. My two brother friends. Yeah, the two brothers. Yeah, the two brothers. Uh, the Maximos. Right? Yes, Maximos. Yes. Yes. Jose and Joe Maximo. Jose and Joe Maximo. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. Remember the, the Maximos. That's yes. for sure. All right. Who we got? Uh, $2 from Skulls, the Soul Hunter. New gear, it sticks to my boots. Have suggestions. yeah, cut it, cut it off your boots, bro. Cut it, uh, cut it off your boots. Cut it at the ankles, bro. Cut it there at the go. ankles. There you go. Uh, he's got new gear. He's a wrestler, I guess. Uh, he's got new gear. Is that what it is, Vince? Um, 
you should uh you should uh make him a give him a trial for Rocky Mountain Pro, man. Yes, yes. All right, let's get to uh the this this show here. We got the Uso attempting to go to Roman Reigns' locker room, stopped by Paul Heyman. Uh, is this sowing seeds to something uh further down the line uh, sooner than later, uh Vince? What do you think this is leading to? Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know, bro. I mean, it, bro. If it's me, like, isn't Orton ready ready to come back? No, uh, he was in he was, he was in L.A., but uh, no, he's he's back. His back is still done. nowhere close. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, bro, I would have to think this is going somewhere. But the the reason why I'm hesitating, bro, is you know, again, guys, I told you, I worked with a lot of these Samoans. And and nothing's gonna break that bloodline. I mean, from a re- realistic standpoint, sure, it, you know. So like, it, it looks like they're going down that road. That's just a hard pill for me to swallow because I don't see that ever happening in real life. So, full circle would bring Jay Uso to Roman Reigns. Right. So especially with, um. Cody and Brock, perhaps, which so so they could have Brock go away and come back after Cody beats Roman, or they could do like I said before. You know, Austin said this. I'll, I'll credit Steve Austin for this because he said this and it was so good years ago. He said a a, a solid, consistent main eventer is either one is in one of three spaces. Either he has the championship, he's chasing the championship. Or he was derailed by someone on route to the championship. And so that makes a consistent main eventer. Main eventers doing one of those three things. So I think that the derailing of Cody makes sense from a Brock standpoint because he's like, okay, look, this is business. Right. I can't have my title shot with Roman. Therefore, I'm going to beat your tail. So that makes sense as far as the derailing. So if Cody's away for Brock, if they're doing the program with that, with that, which I think it should be SummerSlam, but if they hot shot it beforehand, then you can then you can bring back Jay and Roman, man. Uh so I mean that would be that would be full circle. Do you think that Jay still has uh enough stock to full circle this with, with Roman? No. No. Bro, it's it's just bro. A, a lot of that goes back to nothing against Jay Uso. I think he's a great performer. I think what they did with Jay and Roman early on was great. Yeah. The reason I say that, bro, is just the stock that you've put in Roman. Mm-hmm. You, you you know what I mean, bro? I mean, you nobody feels on his level. Man. That's what <laughs> it is. I mean, it's nothing against Jay, but nobody that they, they put in years and years and years to build yeah. them to this level, bro. You know? Yeah. It's uh, you know, my here's my here's my thing with this. Uh you know, I, I lobbied at a moment of Jay. I never, uh, I, I, I lobbied for a hot second of Jay beating Roman. I still am okay with Jay beating Roman, but not for the title. So if you do Jay Roman, at like uh, SummerSlam or something like that, like Cody uh, Brock at SummerSlam, 
and then Jay Roman at SummerSlam and Jay wins, I'll be okay with that actually because yeah. because the the feud really started around SummerSlam, you know, uh, of uh, 2020. So that it would be a, a full three year mark because uh, Roman came back at SummerSlam of 2020, won the title a week later, and then uh, Jay uh, won the. Um, number one contenders match and i think it was like night of champions or something like that so that was like yeah. september so it's like about a three-year mark so i think what you do is you do jay roman SummerSlam, cody brock SummerSlam, and i think that i think that would be a full circle for for the bloodline so bro i gotta what uh, hey, i gotta uh, uh clarify something in the chat room roland i'm clarifying this for you because you are a uh you pay us loyalist, man. very well, bro. Roland, I left the WWE in late September 1999, not, not February 99. Late, late September uh, is when I left the WWE, late September of 99. I just want to clarify that. And you left because it was a um, uh, – family right like you you were missing dates and stuff like that and you just wanted to it was just time for you to go or or, or was i it? left because vince mcmahon told me to hire a nanny to watch my kids so yeah, i said no, right. vince, i said f you vince uh i don't i don't i don't do that bro hire a nanny to watch your kids yeah, chris would have dr chris would have done the same thing oh <laughs> without a Oh man, with without even taking my next breath i would have i would have done that yep. Heck, yep. Heck, heck yes um so you know it's interesting man because people have asked me um uh to be a part of wwe as uh as some way because even a content writer of like i've had some i know some people in the company and they wanted to bring me in as a as a writer a content writer for the uh for the site for the wwe.com and i'm like no i just I, I can't i can't do it because there's no way that i in my state right now can devote that much time and relinquishing my wife and kids my beautiful wife and three kids for wwe there's no way i can do that chris i got a, I had a friend of mine um who i got a job working for the uh, wwe if anybody knows going all the way back to the vicious vincent world of wrestling days my buddy the matt rat was a guy by the name of uh, jim monsies right I got Jimmy a, a job at the WWE and he was Shane McMahon's right-hand man. Mm. And that's when Shane was just starting all the social media. Yeah. So all the social media now was new to Vince McMahon. Okay. And bro, my, my buddy, Jimmy was single, wasn't married, no family, no nothing. Mm -hmm. So bro, since social media was new to Vince, Bro, Vince used to call my buddy Jimmy two, three, four in the morning no without thinking twice. Oh, I want you to post this. I need you to post this. Oh, I saw this. You need to change this. Bro, two, three, four in the morning. My friend Jimmy was single and he's like, Bro, I'm not doing this. Like, yeah. I'm not this guy. You know, I I'm not gonna work for him 24 yeah. seven. There's yeah. gotta be a downtime. Yeah. And uh, you know, and, and you know, and, and again, bro, it's like that's that's what happened with me. Yeah. Bro, after five years, he he burned me out. Yeah. Like I was done. I had nothing left to give. I was done after five years, man. Yeah. That's why I look at these lifers, and I'm like. 
bro, I, I know what it takes to be there that long. And here's what it takes, bro. You can't have a life outside of the place. Yeah. So if you, if you want that to be your life, but, but yeah, I, I five years was, was long enough for me, man. Hey, more power to you. If you want to <laughs> want that to be your career path, that yeah, you're okay man. with being at the behest of, uh, at, at the beck and call of Vince McMahon, yeah. any t- on call, any time of the, any time of the day. Uh, but man, I walk into my beautiful big office every day and I come home to see my hot wife and three beautiful kids. And there is no way in the world that I will relinquish that to say, yes, sir, Vince. Yes, yeah, no, sir, Vince. No, yes, sir. No, sir. No. I, and I'm not a yes man. I, you know me away from amazing, this. man. It's amazing, bro. It's just yeah. amazing, man. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what you get paid, man. You can't put a price on somebody just owning you. Absolutely. No, no way. No. Um, we get uh, Kathy Kelly interviewing uh, Bad Bunny uh, in crowd. And so that leads to the uh, segment that we we're talking about with Ray Mysterio uh, cutting an in-ring promo uh, interrupted by Austin Theory. So Austin Theory gets to win because of the distraction from um, – from from Dominic and with with Damian Priest, uh, Priest is hesitant, but he's beefing with his boy Dominic. Therefore, he gets choke slammed uh, through the table. So this is going to set up the tag match uh, for Puerto Rico. Austin Theory was super overshadowed in this whole segment for someone who just beat John Cena. <laughs> the least person you were thinking of after all of these people in this segment was Austin Theory. Why did they put Austin Theory? in that segment with him being overshadowed at the end. Bro, I don't I just see I just don't see this guy being what they think he's I'm gonna go back to the same thing. He's a cookie cutter wrestler, bro. There's nothing more to him than that. You can put a pair of tights on any wrestler, man, get them all jacked up, and then go out there and say, I'm the future. Yeah. Anybody can do that, bro. There is no meat on this Austin Theory bone for me, man. Yeah. I've said that before too, man. I, I just don't I just don't see it. I mean, like he's just and I've asked this question to people who were who have been in defense of Austin Theory. I'm like, okay, cool. So who is Austin Theory? And I'm actually this. I mean, you're not defending Austin. You're not in defense of Austin Theory, but this is a legit question. And this is for you and SK Nation. What is his gimmick? Like, what is Austin Theory's gimmick? Like, you had The Undertaker was a dead man, you know, person who was reaping souls. You had Hulk Hogan, who was a real American trained, say your prayers, believe in yourself. You had a macho man was the person oozing machismo. You had the dragon, Ricky Steamboat. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin, a beer swindling, you know, rebel, right? But what is what's theory? He's what, a wrestler. What's his character? He's like, a wrestler. I have no clue what he's his a wrestler. Is. <laughs> Someone said his his gimmick is he's from Atlanta. I mean, right? I mean, that's essentially what it is. I mean, like a town down. He's from Atlanta. That's his that's his gimmick. And so I I don't know. I don't know what his gimmick is. Please, SK Nation, help me out, man. No, people are saying nothing. He's he's nothing. Like, create a wrestler number 49, 
Bro, yeah. you know what A-Town down? Do the A-Town down again because you know what it reminded me of. What'd you do? Yeah, it reminds me of this, bro. Oh, not that. Come on. <laughs> giving another match seven stars. Yes. And it would be a wonderful thing for wrestling. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, seven star uh, club. Bro, have you heard this one, bro? Uh, let's see. I wear a family show, right, though? So, it's Raju, you. okay. Raju, Raju might have to edit this. Here we go. You ready, Chris? Yep. That shit that he does I mean, with the hands in the pants, I mean, that is great stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. The hands in the pants, ladies and gentlemen. Bro, the hands in the pants is great stuff. The hands in the pants is great hands stuff. All right. All right, Chris. Great stuff. Great stuff. What else is uh we've got uh Kale and Sammy defeating the Street Profits. Um why they do this, man? You had Street Profits winning a to me was the best match, uh, at least it's one of the three best matches on both nights of WrestleMania. Great showcase by them. Just for that momentum to be completely squelched. That's a great question, Chris, because why not put Gable and Clark and Gable out there? We we beat them 80,000 times. Why not just throw them out? It didn't matter. Yeah, and it's like you got so much momentum going on for Street Profits. They should have been in some type of feud. I wouldn't have been opposed to uh, uh, someone like Judgment Day or some other, you know, heel team that, that, that pull them up. What you do, man, you, you give some momentum to Street Profits because they're starting to get so, like, uh, I mean, 50-50-101 are the Street Profits, man. They'll win and they'll lose. And they'll be like, oh, here we go. We want the smoke. Then they'll win a match and then they'll, they'll lose. How in the world with the momentum that the Street Profits just got at WrestleMania with a fantastic match, would you blow that off in one night? Like, why couldn't this be a program? Why couldn't you just make this a feud going on? Like a respect, baby versus baby feud. I don't, I don't mind that if it's out of respect, but you blow off the Street Profits after having them win at WrestleMania? Like, what's, what team do you have on deck to feud with Sammy and Zane, uh, Sammy and KO when you could have just done it with the Street Profits and made some money out of it. Bro, you know what they need to go back to, but they'll never do it, Chris, because we talked about the uh, the drag, the drag, the drag. They need to go back to the time limit. This match is a 10-minute time. Then you could have Street Profits wrestle them to the time limit. Now we got something, man. Like but that. because everything's got to be this, th- yeah. no match is going to be 10 minutes. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. I, I like the time of a draw idea because because it protects both people. It's like, man, you really gave me a run for my money in this time limit. And then, because back in the day, especially WCW used to do this, you would do a time limit draw, and then it would be a 10-minute 10, 10 time limit, and then you would do another match, and it would be like a 30-minute time limit. So it made it it made it made sense as far as why it's stretching now you yeah. know what i mean uh, and so i i'm you know i'm a big fan of that man good good call on that hannibal five dollars super chat bro what you guys think of cena theory felt like the loss was supposed to protect cena but it really didn't especially if we may get logan cena uh 
Did you do you want Logan St. events? No, bro. How, how many times are we gonna do this Logan thing? I mean, you you keep doing things with uh with with Logan, bro. It's like you 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 you're just you 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 you're making it just about the cold match. Like it's yeah. I, I mean it's how many times are you gonna do it, bro? And I think the more you do stuff with Logan, the more it makes the roster look bad. Because you have to pull a, a really, really good part-timer, part-time celebrity, you know, a, a full-time celebrity, part-time wrestler to do your bidding to make, to draw some ratings in the segments. Yeah. And he's looking better than most of the, the backstage. So you, yeah. you, you don't want to go to that well too much because if you keep going to that well too much, it's making the, it's making the people in the back look not as impressive that's for I sure agree. and I so agree. as far as cena theory um it, it, it fell a bit flat to me man honestly uh i watched i watched the match again i think that this was a fantastic mania overall but that match just fell flat like like cena just kind of had that feeling of like you know i'm gonna come in just kind of clock in put theory over this whole thing's about putting theory over and I'm going to go my merry way. So it felt like that during the, uh, it wasn't any suspense really that Cena was going to win, you yeah. know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. So, uh, we got another super chat who we got down here. We got, uh, Bryant's legacy building. $5. When you brought up seventies theme songs, how could you not bring up the classic KRP in Cincinnati? We 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 sang that. I don't think he was here last week. Oh yeah, we did, bro. We sang that uh, last week. So, yeah. uh, um, you want to start? <clears throat> he, I he, just he, know. He, I just know the WKRP in Cincinnati. That's all I know. Okay, gotcha. So we have the uh, <laughs> we have the lyrics. Um, about to put these. About to put these. Uh, lyrics up here so everybody can sing it sing it with us i'm about to see if let me see if i can put this uh uh on here yeah here we go you ready you ready yeah all right here we go uh, no. all right sk nation ah very nice yes <laughs> all right here we go you see it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I just posted it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Um, I'm about to put it on the screen, too. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Um, all right. Here we go. Ready? Baby, if you ever wondered, where it became of me. I'm living, living on, on the air, air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. All right, take the rest. I don't know the theme. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking. Town to town, down, up and up down, down the town. Maybe me and you were never meant to be. be. Just maybe, maybe think of me, me once, once in a while. In a while. I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati. That's the only man that's ever had that's ever been. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's thank you for your commentary on that day for sure. 
Uh, we have, uh, oh, <laughs> so street. So, so Seth Rollins get a, gets a, uh, backstage interview and he says, Hey, why do it back here? If we could do this weird segment with them just singing my song, like my post WrestleMania raw after WrestleMania segment was being interviewed backstage and taking this to the ring and just hearing them sing that 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 was his bro this is not guys i'm just gonna say this again man this is not good television this is good house show stuff bro if you want to go to a house show and sing along with seth that's it's not good tv man it's just not that was horrible to me. Oh, <laughs> that was it's just, just it's not it it's house show. It's a house much. show act, man. Very much so. Very much so. So we have Bobby Lashley cutting a backstage interview, and uh we had him interrupted by Bronson Reed. I kind of felt like they were gonna do something with this, uh, because they were the last two people of the uh at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, so I figured they were gonna do something like this. I'm I don't I don't mind it. Actually, um, if, if you know Lashley gets the rub and Bronson Reed is a good person for him to, to do that with, and then positive Ali comes in with his weird segments, like this is his thing now. He'll just pop up in a weird spot backstage, go out and just job to the person who, <laughs> who he interrupted. Like, do you think he's happy with that? What, what did he call you? Oh. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yes, he on Twitter. And so, do you think Vince Russo, someone who he's not very happy with, do you think that he is happy with his positive? Yeah, bro. Because he's probably he he. I'm sure he's such a wrestling mark that he's just happy to be on the show. And, mm-hmm. and that that good for you, bro. Tra- round of applause for you. Uh, but but if, if it's me. And I dedicated my whole life to getting in the wrestling business. It would not sit well with me if I was the punchline. That's me, bro. If if it sits well with you, that's great. Knock yourself out. To me, it it wouldn't be a fun thing. I I don't find any uh, satisfaction with being the butt of anyone's joke. That's for sure. Larry McClain, $2 Super Chat, bro. Where does Lashley go from here? Um, what do you, is Dave, is he have, uh, I think he's going to, uh, Kirk and Hall, bro. If he needs directions to Kirk and Hall in Japan, I'm going to, I'm going to give it to him right now. No, I right think Dave's, uh, I think you should call, consult with Dave on that one. Here we what go. Say? Dave, where, how, are we going to get there? Well, play everything's Kirk and Hall. So if you stay in Kirk and Hall, you're going to walk. It's a 20 minute train ride. Yeah. 20 minute 20, train ride. Yeah, there you go. 20 minute train ride. Right? That's all I gotta do is just take a 20. It's gonna take 20 minute train ride. That was pretty good, Chris. Very nice. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a big SNL guy, right? So yeah, yeah. I've got some impressions, you know, under under my in my sleeve, man. So I, I can't, but you know what? You can't do this one. You can't. This, this cannot be uh, duplicated on any see. level. Let's see. That was absolutely. 
crap. I never wanted to be in this position. I never wanted to be here, but you made a promise. You already went back in a gentleman's agreement once. You made a promise to him. You said you were going to give him a match. That was BS. He had just yes, gone sir. through two matches. Two matches. And you can't even promise people can't matches. Even... I make the matches. I make matches. Right now, Kenny. Nine days from now. Nine days now. Time to get ready, man. Time, Time to get ready, man. man. You have to wrestle in nine days tonight. <laughs> you have to wrestle in nine days. Ah, nine days. Oh, nine days. Hey, you know, you know, was you know, you know how they're going to get there, right? Kirk and Hall, yeah. Kirk and Hall, that is Kirk and Hall. Yeah, twenty minutes. There you go. <laughs> you wait uh, for, for that. Okay. Too. All right, all right, man. What we got? Uh, we got some uh, some super chats too. While we're talking about Kirk and Hall, all right. Uh, we have Sports Kingdom one ninety nine. It's WWE pair UFC president Dana White with Brock. So I guess as his protege, like as uh, what, what 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 would that do? His manager? Yeah, what would that do? Really? Like I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I, I would say no to that sports key. Yeah. Thank you for the question, though. Uh, what we got? Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman solo Sokoa. So basically. Uh, it was it was a ruse to say that he was talking to Solo down the block and you know had had them go in the Jets and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, ultimately to set up the the main event, uh, Bianca Belair cutting an in ring promo interrupted by Rhea Ripley. So they just do a champion versus champion face off and say you know I'll see you down the line. I'll see you down the line. We'll see who's the best of the best down the line. So uh, where does this go, Vince? Down the line. Kirkin Hall. Yeah, 20, 20 minutes Trey Rock. I mean, come on, man. 20 minutes, 20 minutes Trey Rock. Kirkin Hall. Uh, we- well, at least if it, well, down the line, because that's the thing, bro. If you pit champion against champion, what happens to all the other girls on the roster? <laughs> they uh, they take a 20-minute training ride to Kirkin Hall. Man. That's, what, that's what they do, man. Uh, and it's just, here, here's the thing, Vince. Uh, when I saw this, when I saw this, segment i was like man i hope that i hope they're not doing some dual champion thing again man because you you just don't like why would you do the dual champion thing if you're trying to make a big brand out of uh smackdown and i don't see that happening too because fox they're really busting their butt to keep that fox relationship together like They've got USA in their back pocket because they're one of the best, you know, they're one of the biggest money makers for USA. So I got them in their back pocket. For Fox, though, this is their first time with this deal. So they're trying, and and I've heard that they're not really like booming right now as far as uh, revenues. Chris, you know, you know what I hate? Like you've got you've got two interesting, interesting. When I say interesting, I'm talking about presentation. So you got two very interesting looking characters. Here's the problem. Here's why I don't care. Bro, how are they building these characters on a week-to-week basis? They're not. They, they, they put these women out there and they have wrestling matches. Yeah. We're not building these characters yeah. at all. That's why I don't care if Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair tomorrow had a match i wouldn't care because there, there, there's no connection with me 
and either one of these wrestlers because they're not doing anything to build these characters. I agree with you 100%. You know, I'm a story guy. So, I mean, like, just like seeing this, first of all, Larry McClain to it all super tough for just loving the show. My guy, my guy. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm a story guy, man. So, I mean, just by them saying, you know, I'll see you down the line and 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 Rhea walking away and not leading into the tag match, to me, that was just an awkward spot. I mean, like, very flat. flat. I'm like, see you down the line. Like, you have to understand that the crowd, the anticipation and expectation for the crowd of Raw after WrestleMania is like, you really have to be very, like, on point with your transitions and things like that in your segments. And if you're just doing like two champions talking to each other and saying, I'll see you down the line, how does that really gain? And it's like, it doesn't bro. To your point with Vince, with, with Cody saying tonight and then not being a thing. You know what I mean? Bro. It's like, okay, Rhea Ripley won the championship. Bianca Belair, a defender, her championship. They're not on the show. What could we do? Oh, throw them in a segment together. That's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, okay, bro. So why why am I interested in something that's not going anywhere? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, why are you teasing the live crowd? Like, that's not a baby face thing to do. Like, you're teasing a match that's going to happen down the line. We don't even know when it's going to happen. So it's not a really good way to... Uh, uh, appease the, the the crowd. We have uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan uh, defeating Damage Control. So they just had a uh, match at WrestleMania against two Hall of Famers, and then they lose against Raquel and Liv. Well, here's the interesting part of that. Uh, I'm assuming Bailey was at WrestleMania. Bailey? Yeah. Yeah, she was a part of uh, the six. six Where was she tonight? She was in Cork and Hawks. I remember specifically, bro. I remember specifically we said these girls are going to, women are going to lose the match to the Hall of Famers. Yep. And then it is going to be the end of damage control. I I know we said that specifically. And where was Bailey tonight when damage control lost? She was she was nowhere to be found. That's go, for man. sure. I think Bailey. I think it's time for Bailey to become a babyface, though, man. I, I'm just not. I'm not feeling Bailey as a heel. It's it's just like they try to do the Karen thing for a hot second. They pull back on it. Um, it's just flat, man. Her, her run is a flat. It's flat as a heel. It's time to. I, I'm not. I'm not. And see, Vince, I'm not a big fan of like you got to turn someone just to. Because my thing is, if you keep turning people, it's just to me, it's a lack of creativity. Like you got to make people, you got to be so good in your writing that people love to hate you or love to love you. And if the story is built around that, you don't have to keep doing these turns back and forth, man. Yep. Like like Daniel Bryan just turned heel again on AEW to to go back to the Blackpool Combat Club, and that's like his fourth turn. Like since he's like he's been there like a year. And like he's been, he's going babyface heel, babyface heel. Like, come on, man! Like you're making all this turns just for good matches. Yeah. How yeah. how much of a lack of creative that is? Because if you're using a valuable turn just to get a good match with someone at an upcoming show, man, I I'm not a big fan of that whatsoever. Miss cuts an in-ring promo interrupted by Matt Riddle. Your bro comes back, man. What do you think? 
Uh, I'm glad he's back. Uh, I think they need him on the roster. But, bro, my God, they, Miz needs to go home for a year, bro. He, 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 he may be, bro. I got to be honest with you at this point. And, again, bro, this ain't a shot at the Miz. This is the writing of the show. Bro, he's got to be the biggest channel changer on this show at this point. I mean, seriously, he's got to be. He's got to be. When when Miz comes out, there's nothing to see. There's never anything to see. They need to send this guy away, bro, and give him six months or whatever. And my God, bro, this is his act and saying the same thing and Miz TV and getting his butt kicked. Man, it is tired, bro. Can you can you believe that he was world champ last year, man? No, I can't. <laughs> Isn't that so? No, I can't. It is so tired, man. Yeah, very much. Um, was it? Riddle it was, looks like he put on a little bit of weight too. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been hanging out, man. He's got a girl. He's got a new girl now. They were yeah. taking pictures of uh, hanging out, you know, by the pool side and stuff, yeah. and living his best life, man. <clears throat> uh. Backstage interview, Trish Stratus, Lita, Becky Lynch. Um, essentially, this is sowing more seeds to uh, to to the Trish turn. He's just there. I guess. With that being said, Sports Kingdom 199, Super Chat, bro. Who from Impact should go to WWE? Motor City Machine Guns, Deanna Perrazzo. Um, you know anyone? Should go the MS should go to motor. Uh, you know, you know, I, uh, Impact's cool. I don't, I don't watch it. You know, I don't follow it like like that. I, I'll catch up every now and then um, with YouTube stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't know who's who's there. Maybe uh, Moose is still there, isn't he? Uh, yeah. I, I always liked Moose. I think Moose is. Have you ever worked with Moose? I never work with him, but I I know of him. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got a really good really good shape, and uh, he's doing he's doing some big things there. So yeah, uh, someone said Jordan Grace. Eh, you know, she's body in bodybuilder competitions, killing it now, man. So uh, we got uh, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes uh, uh, versus Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa. Lesnar turning on Cody before the match starts. That drags on for a while, and. Um, that's how it ended, man. Something really had to go short on this show. Uh, uh, really, 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 Chris, because by the time they got to the end of these things, bro, they milked every entrance till as long as they could. Yeah. And then, bro, they was, I, I think when Lesnar turned, it was like, you know, 1052 or oh, 10 long. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, bro, they're going to carry this on for seven minutes? Yeah, yeah. Something, was, something went short for some reason, bro. Yeah, when he turned, I was like, <laughs> I looked at the clock, and I was like, okay, this is going to be a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, we'll end with this. Bryant Legacy Building, $5 Super Chat. Did you discuss Winona from Good Time singing the theme to the Jeffersons? Don't forget Richard Pryor's theme song for his kid show, Pryor's Place. Pryor's Place. You ever, do you know Pryor's Place? I don't, I don't know that at all. That I don't uh, know. Do you remember Good Times? Of course, yeah. Uh, well, temporary layup. Good, good times. times. <laughs> good times. Oh, we're tired. <laughs> you got it. 
Good times. Yeah. Uh, the so I think give me give me a give me a Dave uh, sound clip to basically it's basically the same. Oh, I just pulled so I just pulled something in my location. Oh, man, Chris, come good. on, man. That's what am I good, doing man. now? Hold on. All right, hold on. Let me. Do <laughs> <laughs> best Iron Man match I've ever had. That's ever been. That's perfect. That's perfect second. All right, let them know about uh, all things Vince Russo. Yeah, guys, just go to russosbrand.com, and that will lead you everywhere that you need to go, Mike. russosbrand.com, ladies and gentlemen. Follow me at Chris Prolific, and, uh, you know, I got the Pancakes and Power Sam show. We had a great time last week. We did. We had a good time. Good time. Good times, bro. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this guy right here, Vince Russo. This guy is Dr. Chris Featherstone. This is Legion of Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Solo!